Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Every state's a border state. All these things are happening. And the same administration that has refused to enforce our current border laws is rolling out to illegal immigrants this welcome mat, saying, come on in. Everybody can see what's happening here. Nothing less than American sovereignty is at stake. Our nation's sovereignty is what is at stake. Yeah, I mean, I've only won two Super Bowls, so there, there's a couple other guys in front of me before I even get close to chasing Tom. Um, but, I mean, all you can do is just try to be your best every single game, every single day, and um, that's what I try to do is I try to go out there and play my best football, and, and hopefully my best football is good enough to win this third Super Bowl. But uh, all I can do is be the best me I can be every single day, and then I'll do that again next year and the next year after that, and hopefully that's uh, – I, I, at the end of my career, I can say that I'm close to Tom. Are you ready? We are ready, and uh... – Coach Matt Doherty will be joining us coming up at the 4 o'clock hour from 4 to 6 p.m. We've got the coach uh, hanging out with us. He's been out on assignment. Now he's back. We're happy to have him back. Uh, Our telephone number for you to participate on all of the big stories that are out there moving. Most importantly, the the story that is uh, moving uh, with this immigration fight. Uh, We want to hear from you. 704-570-1110-704-570-1110. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on out there. Let me start uh, with the issue of free college, okay? Free college promises. So you've been seeing all this uh, all this effort by the Biden administration to make sure that people can get their student loan debt forgiven. Uh, they don't have to make they don't have to pay back what they borrowed. They don't have to do any of that sort of stuff. I mean, we've all seen this game, uh, and we understand what it is, right? This is this is the giveaway. Uh, presidency, uh, give away citizenship, give away education, give away free stuff for people, uh, regardless of uh, whether they're deserving of it or not. Give away your weapons stockpiles to Ukraine, uh, give away your weapons uh, for for any number of things. Uh, and this is also the administration that is spying on you. Uh, we will talk about that later on in the program, too. Free college promises intensify military recruitment crisis. Now, I know we have a lot, a lot of veterans or um, active duty or reservists or people who are related to people in all of those uh, forms who are who are sitting back and scratching their heads with all these freebies that are getting handed out. Our military is becoming an afterthought to the next generation stoking a national security crisis. This is the piece by Kate Monroe posted up over at uh, Fox News Channel. In our nation's past, veterans who have honorably served were rewarded for their service with a variety of benefits, including free college under the GI bills. Members of the military were also empowered to get their education while actively serving through other programs like military tuition assistance. However, calls today for free college have done more to harm the military than help it. Moreover, Given the nation's historic recruiting crisis, promises of free college all are only deepening one of the more powerful incentives for military service. Our military is increasingly becoming an afterthought to that next generation. It is incumbent upon us to ensure that we not only fight radicalization throughout our nation, but also help America's next generation of warfighters. 
Let us look at the problem facing our nation's military. Excluding the Marine Corps and Space Force, the youngest branch of the service, every other branch embarrassingly missed their recruiting goals this past fiscal year. Policymakers continue to debate the true cause for the paradigm affecting the three largest branches of the military, with some blaming wokeism as the newfound emphasis on individualism. I think this is a brilliant argument that's being made. This isn't about what your sexual identity is, what your politics are, what any of that is. This is about the dangers of fractured military service because of a focus on individualism. Regardless of the cause, there are policies being put forth outside the military that have only exacerbated the problems plaguing the Department of Defense. The pattern is arguably the greatest national security threat facing our country, so much so that conversations concerning conscription to meet manning objectives are resurfacing within the military. So these are conversations happening in the military. Adding insult to injury, one of the major issues harming recruitment is the promise of free college for all from many of those those traditional leftist policymakers. Traditionally, a veteran of the service was rewarded with the Montgomery or the post 9-11 GI bills, which honored an individual's service with an all expenses paid college education. You sacrificed for your nation. In return, they would invest in your future. However, today, it seems like the concept of sacrifice has faded into the background in favor of idealistic notions of free benefits for doing nothing. Bernie Sanders is the main culprit here. The self-described smelly, that's my word, Democratic Socialist from Vermont, smelly, who has argued in favor of canceling out all student debt and making every single public institution of higher learning free. Beyond the economic ramifications of such an asinine policy, it also is furthering the recruiting crisis. Unfortunately, college itself is becoming a less effective incentive. Only 25% of our nation's youth can even meet the standards of military service. How embarrassing, right? How embarrassing for these, these people that can't even... That can't even meet the standards? Why? What's wrong with them? What's wrong with these kids? Are are they on drugs? Are they obese? Are are they just criminally insane? What's wrong with these kids that they can't? 25% of our youth are the only people that can meet? What happens when Putin starts sending his uh, troops over here? Are are, are these 75% going to be able to, uh, to just sit on their cans? With the, uh, with the VR thing on their faces while they, they Uber themselves to death? Is that what's going on with this? Moreover, many in Generation Z embody an entrepreneurial spirit and often find value in trades rather than the confines of academia. This is an important point. This is where the fracture is happening. The millennials are being discarded. The Gen Zers are entrepreneurial. I wonder where they got the idea of entrepreneurial behaviors coming their way must have been something in the last five or six years moreover many in gen z embody an entrepreneurial spirit and often find value in trades rather than the confines of academia the antiquated benefits put forth by the department of defense have unfortunately been falling on deaf ears of young people who would prefer to start their own businesses rather than seek admittance to a radicalized and aloof institution of higher learning The left destroyed colleges. The left is now in the process of destroying um, 
the GI benefits that were coming through the military. I, I, guess, I guess we'll be able to grab a few drag queens doing storytelling when the chai comms land on the West Coast and Vladimir Putin starts sending nukes on the East Coast. How do you identify today? I don't identify as a soldier. I've decided to go my own way. News Talk 1110-993 WBT, Brent Whittable Show. People patiently holding on the line, and I want to talk to Lisa first up. Hello, Lisa. Welcome to the program. Hi. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. I was listening to what you were saying about how things are really down in the military, Mm -hmm. and there's, there's a whole couple other reasons, I think, that don't get touched on. Number one, for us mama bears out here, um... When we have a government that we can't trust and they lie to us constantly, yep. I can't tell you what it's like when you got to take your son to go fill out that form. Um, my first son was turned 18 under Bill Clinton, and I can't tell you how nauseating it was to have to sign him up for selective service under the commander in heat. Um, I was really upset. Yeah. And, um, and then as the years have gone on and ha- as more and more corruption has been exposed, I mean, I can't even imagine what a mom is going through today who has to sign up her 18-year-old for selective service. I mean, we can't trust this person to, to well, I talked to you the other day, and I said something about babysitting my goldfish. Yes. I mean, I, I cannot imagine how difficult it must be for parents to really get behind the idea of their children going to the military under this regime that we have now. And it's really, really hard for um I don't know, people in the media or whatever, to admit things like that. Yeah. See, us parents, mm-hmm. it's not that a lot, I mean, we're no, not I, I against the military. I, I understand this. Look, I, yeah. I, I have two military-aged children, and, and so I, right. I, am, I am aware of, of the inducements that are out there, because certainly there are, I mean, amazing offers being made by the people in the, in the, in the Army and in the Navy and in the Air Force right. um, to, to help these uh, uh, young people along. But I, I would counter with this. Who knows if Joe Biden's going to be here in a year or not? I mean, he may be elected. He may not be elected or something else. I mean, wh- whatever it is. Right. I, I think what we have to remember is when you're serving and I didn't serve in the military. Um, but my in, my understanding is when you're serving in the military, sure, you have a commander in chief. Sure, you have a chain of command, but you're really right. serving with your brothers and sisters who are in your units and are in, I, you know. And yeah, that, I get that. What yeah. I'm saying is, is when we've seen what happened in Afghanistan. Sure. If that had been one of my boys left right. there, our daughters. Yep. I oh, can, my gosh. Yeah. I, I'd be on the White House lawn today. Yeah, still. I get it. I get it. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and so it's up to us as voters to mm-hmm. not allow people such as what we have now uh, to, to be the commanders in chief, because I don't I don't think. I, you know, I don't think he, he has a regard for the military. And I'll tell you what was my tip off when Barack Obama got inaugurated with Joe Biden in April of 2009. They put out the alert. It could have been Merrick Garland could have written this thing. And he said it said in this alert that, oh, all of these radical soldiers are coming back from the war zones in the Mideast wanting to overthrow the government. So you got to be on the lookout for that. They, they do not. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris don't have a good regard for the military. Chuck Schumer yesterday said to, to, to the entire world, 
well, you better pass this funding bill for Ukraine or we're going to send your kids to fight in, in uh, fight the Russians. Uh, we don't have a draft. What's he talking right. about? I mean, see, people like it's it's the Chuck Schumers and the John and the the Joe Bidens and the Kamala Harris's and the Tony Blinkens that you don't want anywhere near a command uh, structure because they are demoralizers. They're not. They don't. They don't support the people in the military. They demoralize I, people in the military. It's horrible, and the suicide rates have gone through the roof. Uh, look, and they just, fired. They know, fired all these people because they wouldn't take the shot, and then they had the nerve to write letters to them saying, "Hey, we forgive yeah. you. Come back." And join the service. I mean, I, I don't know how that works. I mean, that's what, it's what, horrible. It is absolutely horrible, that, and that's kind of what I was talking about too about being a mama bear. Yeah, sure. You know, there's, you know, we have got to wake up and start paying attention to what's really going on here. I'm pretty aware because I'm one of those nut nuts that has you know listened to Rush Limbaugh my entire <laughs> well until he died, yeah. and all of that. And I have studied these things and I've worked through these things and being a pro life activist like sure. I am, I've had to deal with the, so much people lying and everything comes back to follow the money everything does and what you said about them not having a good regard for the military that is so true i can remember um well i I don't know why i'm going back to the clintons but i remember hillary clinton to this day Mm -hmm. i mean she still says all these horrible things about these lowlifes in our military wow i mean yeah they did a flyover when he was inaugurated the first time and she was just horrified well, yeah, I, I do, I do, I do remember that in the in the ether. But uh, yeah. listen, listen, stay strong. Uh, I I appreciate yeah. you calling, Lisa. You're a tremendous caller. But let me just say something here again. Um, they don't have a great regard for the military because you've heard it from people like General Milley saying that he was suffering from white rage. Well, then he shouldn't have been anywhere near the military. Uh, maybe we need to do a better job of screening the upper command uh, of the Pentagon. And see who should be there, and let's see who shouldn't be there. Uh, perhaps if, if you're admittedly suffering from white rage, like Millie said he did, he shouldn't be anywhere near a command and control setup here. I mean, he's clearly unfit for service. Maybe that's why he left. Something to think about. News Talk 1110 WBT. It is the Brett Wittermill Show, 704-570-1110. Good to be with you all the way around the whole, the whole world. Let's uh, check in with Logan next up. Hey, Logan, welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going, Brett? I'm going well. Thanks. What's up with you? Hey, so I was actually, uh, I've been listening to your show for a while now, and uh, I was listening to this one you're talking about today about you know, the military getting discharged for the COVID vaccine and everything like that. And I actually just got discharged in 2022 because of that. Oh, wow. And uh, I actually got the forbidden letter of, hey, come on back and we'll take care of you. Um, oh, no, really? What did you think? Uh, horse crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, honestly, and, you know, me and a lot of my buddies talked about it. And honestly, what I think they're trying to do is, you know, Kamala Harris and, Joe slip and fall, yeah. you know, they all they're trying to do, I think, is make a more malleable military, something that they can convert into what they see fit. So they want to, like, basically shape and form the military to their whims, basically. Well, and, you know, when everything was going on with, you know, the riots with George Floyd and everything like that, you know, they, there was talks about sending us the 82nd 
you know, to where the riots were happening. Yeah. And there was some talks here and there about, you know, what do we do if American civilians get violent? You know, it's a riot. People get violent. You know, they're up in emotion, up in arms. You don't know what people are going to do in those situations. And I don't care how bad it gets. Mm -hmm. If a military is even hinting at the idea of firing upon American civilians, we're not the nation that we're supposed to be. So knowing what you know, and how long did you serve in the service? Oh, uh, five and a half years. Okay, so five and a half years. Uh, were you? Was it under Trump and then Biden? Is that how that kind of played out for you? Yep, I, I came in under Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, every, everything was phenomenal. I, I don't have a political preference. Sure, I, sure, I, sure. I believe you don't know a man until you share a drink with him. Right, right. But uh, lesser of two evils. And once Biden came in, when all the gender pronouns and everything started coming about, mm-hmm. uh, things changed, and it affected every single one of us. And, and what happens? You, you end up... You end up seeing people starting to retire. They're starting to say, okay, I've had enough of this. I'm not going to do that. NCOs are retiring and officers are retiring. And and, and then you've got what? You've got a – you don't have backfill coming in, right, because people aren't interested in going in or during COVID they're not going to go in because, you know, it's a COVID deal, right? So – how do we how do we get out of this? How do we how do we change this? Because to me it feels like and the reason I brought all this up was there are complaints that the that the the politicians in Washington just want to give everybody free education, which was a tremendous inducement for people to join the service and 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 spend two, four or six, eight, ten, twenty years and then go get their education or do it at the same time. And this is now reducing that inducement for, for people to serve the country and um and, and now you, you you don't have that as an advantage to try to recruit people. And you, sadly, that is 100% correct. Um, you know, I've, I've served with everybody from all walks of life sure. all over the world. Um, and every time, I'll tell you this, every time I met somebody that served for the purpose of, oh, well, free college, yeah. oh, well, free this, free that, I wouldn't trust my life in their hands whatsoever. Right. And so while it does kind of deteriorate the quantity of soldiers, right, uh, it, it doesn't help the quality of soldiers. And yeah. I would trade one good man behind my back for ten people that are there for the free college. That's 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 admirable. That is admirable, and I'm and I'm glad you you say that because you know when you think about uh, stuff like that, you you really at the end of the day you're, you're defending you're defending your your guys. You're defending your your unit, you're defending your branch. You're doing all that because you believe in each right. other, right? And and once you get to this place where you've got now pronouns and inducements, well, that's, I mean, that's kind of like mercenary then at that point, right? It is, and it's it, it's pitiful. Um, uh, you know, we all took the same oath, and tr- I'm trying not to trail off here, but uh, we all took the same oath, you know, mm-hmm. defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd go so far as to say that any veterans listening to this right now, we're failing our country by not doing anything, not taking a stand, whether it's in the polls, whether it's mm-hmm. at the gates. Mm-hmm. We're not doing anything. And I think that's what needs to happen is, God forbid, another incident like 9-11. I mean, I'm only 26. I, was, yeah. you know, I don't remember 9-11. Sure. Um, but as much as it sucks to admit, but we're in a time where we kind of admit need to admit the things that suck and we, we need to come together as a country for you sure know, for sure no, no no color no religion there there is one clear enemy we all know who it is and whether your head's so far up, oh, 
stop myself there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether you, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> uh, it's 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 way due past time. It is. Our, uh, would you would you go uh, back in today if, if 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 there was a different chain of command? Would you go back in today? If I knew that I could go in and bring the military that I know and love back, regardless regardless of the regime that we're under, mm-hmm. I would do it if I know I can make a difference. But there's there's no hope of it. If people aren't waking up by now, they're not going to at all. Yeah. Great stuff. Thank you for your service, Logan, and thank you for checking in with us because uh, you, you're giving yeah, us a, a very important perspective. And don't be a stranger. Call call back anytime, my friend. Yes, sir. You have a blessed day, okay? You as well. Absolutely. I mean, this is – so I, I wanted to have this conversation because the reality is the government's going to try to – if you think about the government wanting to give you free college, give you free everything, okay, free housing, free college, free food, free whatever, that, of course, only happens when you have the – the Venezuelan migrants who beat the cops up, they will get that. They will get those inducements. They will receive the free, the free college, the free apartment, uh, the free, the free food, all that sort of, I mean, they, they will, they will, they will, because they're victims. You understand these are victims who have been victimized by the uh, racist system of America. I, I, I heard a statistic as I was coming in, I was listening to uh, uh, Sandra Smith and to um, the, the, the people who were covering the stories that were moving at, at about, 215 this afternoon so people may not realize this but according to the statistics from october to now one million migrants have come into the country so let's just do the math roughly here we're in the beginning of february so let's go backwards january december november October, four months, one million migrants came into the country in four months. Each month, 250,000 people came in here. Where are we settling them? Where are they living? What are their intentions? What are their plans? The border bill has now failed in the Senate. The border bill has now failed in the Senate. What is plan B to get control back of our streets, of our communities? What is plan B? If this keeps up, and I hate to make this a really scary thing, but now let's move ahead four months from today. Four months from today will be June, and that's another million. Four months from June will be... October, that's another million coming in. And October to Inauguration Day of a potential second term for Joe Biden or Kamala Harris first term or Donald Trump or Nikki Haley or the man on the moon, whatever it is. We now have four million more Biden babies coming into the country. On top of the million that we just had. So we've got five million more people in the span of a calendar year. What does that say? What does it mean? It may mean nothing. It may mean that, hey, we've got plenty of room. By the time Biden's done with the second term, we might have brought in 25 or 30 million people. At some point, you got to figure it's trailing off. Are you prepared to carry those taxes? Are you prepared to carry, carry that responsibility? Be- because 
if you then go all the way back to the original number of 12 million and the 10 million that have come in so far, and we have another 10 or 12 million that come in, now we're talking about 50 and 60 million people that have come in just under the immaculate nature of the Biden, Obama, Biden, Harris, Obama, Biden, Harris, Obama administration. You, you have control of this. You have the ability to call your, your, your representatives. Better yet, you have the ability to go and run for office. What do you say? What do you say? We just commit to everybody going and filing and running for office. You know, if they can swamp our border, we can swamp their D.C. Maybe we got to swamp their D.C. Because I don't know what the pathway forward is. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. We got the coach, Matt Doherty, coming in here in the next uh, segment of the program. He's been off on assignment. Got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about, including but not limited to the uh, failed impeachment of Mayorkas. I, have, I, I wanted to wait for coach to come in because I wanted to have that conversation with him. Uh, also, we're going to be uh, diving into this failure of the uh, Green New Deal and the cars, the electric cars not really selling. Uh, and then did you guys see what Joe Buck said? Uh, about expecting something like really bad or weird or terrible to happen in Vegas during the festivities of the big game. We'll uh, we'll dive into that as well, plus taking your phone calls uh, the, the entire time. Later on in the show, one of the things I want to uh, dive into, and I talked about this late in the program last night, but the piece over in Axios, it, it deals with uh, what's happening here in Charlotte and how the city may be offering... Uh, developers tax uh, grants to revive uptown through office conversions would you be willing and this is something we'll talk about later would you be willing to live in a what was an office building and turn it into a residence Uh, i think i would i mean the views alone and things like that are really awesome i i do stand by uh, my original idea of why don't we just make these into total set aside communities so that these buildings like 25 stories whatever it is you have you have residential and then you have schools built into those buildings and here's why i think it would it would be a smart move if you were going to have housing and schools in in a building you would have controlled ingress and egress you'd only be able to come through certain doors and go out certain doors and so in the case of nonsense breaking out you'd be able to secure the building like that it would be super fast you'd have people going up to the residencies and then you'd have at the lower levels all the different classrooms that you could have it would be a really efficient way to modernize some of the schools that may not be modern create new schools magnet schools however you want to do that or or even um even schools that are uh, experimental uh, and and have it all in that same thing. Could you? Because you, you, all you would basically be doing is you'd be saying, okay, here's what we're building, or here's what we're utilizing. We're utilizing the building as a neighborhood. The neighborhood becomes the building. It's just it's just one of those things that that I was thinking about earlier today. I was listening to Pete Callender and uh, the governor Pat McCrory. They were having a a, a very um, a very good conversation. Uh, about the issue of Michael Watley becoming the next chair of uh, the, the, the RNC. 
And clearly, Governor McCrory was not happy uh, about him taking that job. And they went they went into a, a, a big conversation about you know, how this stuff is, is going to work out. And he was talking about no labels. And it got me to thinking, because I know Donald Trump is now, I guess, Anheuser-Busch is now in the circle of trust now with Donald Trump, with, with Bud Light. Bud Light is now okay again. Uh, they're trying to do this thing. And... And, and I guess there were people who were kind of confused about this and didn't really know what direction it should go. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a problem solver. At, at, my, at my core, I solve problems. I don't give problems. I don't, I don't bring problems. I'm a problem solver. And I came up with a problem solve for uh, Governor McCrory, and, uh, and I think it would work really well. He, 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 he's kind of mad about Donald Trump hooking up with Anheuser-Busch and having a fundraiser or whatever it's going to be because now, you know, we they're going to make Bud Light great again or something, I think, is what they're going to try to do. Well, given the history of what just happened with Bud Light and, and given the fact that I don't think No Labels is going gonna, is gonna to actually get a presidency anytime soon, I think it's going to either be Trump or Biden, probably Trump. My advice for the former governor is, Create a beer product. Create a beer product with Anheuser-Busch and just call it no labels. He has the experience because of the bathroom bill, and he's now with no labels. So it's entirely possible he could create a whole new phenomenon of no labels beer where everybody's welcome to drink. As long as you're 21 and older. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's up tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock Ladies and gentlemen. Men and women and children alike have been waiting for this moment, the return of the coach. Matt Doherty here in studio. Hello, Coach Doherty. Hello, Mr. Winterbull. It's good to be back. It's tricky, it's Coach. Good. It's very, very tricky. It gets very tricky, my friend. It, 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 is, it is good to be back. Um, but I got, I mean, what's listen. the matter? What's that? Well, you already got, you got something going I mean, on. I walk in and this guy, you got a new guy on the board. Right. And he's wearing a Clemson, a Clemson shirt. Yep. Like what? Like the day after Carolina loses to Clemson at home. Wait, wait, who, and wait, I, wait, wait who, who, Clemson won? Clemson won. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised, what was, too. What was, that, what was the final score? They had more than we had. That's all you need to know. Wow. And, and, and I walk in, he's, and he's wearing this shirt. He's, he's a new guy. That's, uh, he's a new guy. He's, he's a good man. Whoa. He's a, he's, he's a, he's a great, he is a great man. I mean, all the way around, he's a great man. And then the other thing, yes, sir. I I go to the machine to yeah. get my usual. Oh boy, they got no kneecots. I'm the kneecots. No kneecots. I, I, I got toast with... cheese. Only toast cheese. Lance toast cheese. Toast cheese. It sounds like, yeah. You know what that reminds me of? That guy that goes around town with the cheem crease, the the cheem crease, please. That that guy from Boston. I mean, this is so you got the you got the chemical cheese. 
You got the chemical cheese on the yeah. on the crackers. The the other option was the uh, uh-huh. was the chive one. The Lance chives. Ch- chives are really good. A big, oh, big, man. I'm a chivist. I, I'm I'm loving the. Ch- I'm I I practice chivism. It just kind of I'm like okay. I'm gone for like three weeks. Yes. And I don't recognize the place. And you got this Isaac guy. Isaac is a tremendous. Isaac from Rutherfordton. A, a, a tremendous asset. Well, you know to what? He doesn't. He's probably not going to even know who Vince Hamilton is. You know who Vince Tam- Hamilton is? Vince Hamilton. No, he's yeah. He Vince Hamilton was a great player at Clemson, basketball player uh-huh. from Rutherfordton. Really? Now. Rutherfordton. Now spell Rutherfordton. Like, why do they throw like I, a, an extra T in there or something? Put him on the mic. He's going. Now he's going to come back at you. See, look, I like this. He's chippy. He's spell chippy. spell Rutherfordton. R U H T H E R. I lost it too. You can't even spell uh, his hometown. Prefer, That's just, we prefer uh, Rufton instead of Rutherfordton. It's just too much to say Rutherfordton. So. Oh, Rufton. Wow, Rufton. Rufton. You got to say it with an accent, or it's just not right. Wow. Did you ever recruit up there? Uh, they couldn't get into school. <laughs> he knows us too well. Coach I mean, is back. He can't spell his hometown. Coach is back. Coach is back. Isaac, Isaac, yeah, my man. Yeah. Isaac from Love Boat. Remember Isaac? He's, sure. Yeah. He's, so, jump, he's jumping you in. Don't worry. I, 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 I walk in. He's got a freaking Clemson basketball shirt in. I go to the I go to the the the, the machines and they don't have uh-huh. the Nikots, the Lance Nikots. Oh, what? Yeah. I'm gone three weeks. This place is falling apart. You know, <laughs> just to jump in on the cracker situation, the orange crackers are by far the best cracker. The orange colored ones? The orange colored Isaac, Isaac, far. Isaac, Isaac. Like, you got to know your role. <laughs> you, you, you're not a shooter. You, you get to pass the ball and set screens. That was my role in college. I'm getting to shoot the rock right now, okay? <laughs> so we have a play here. It's called the give and go. Give it to me and go to. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Ah, coming in hot. He's hot. You can see you triggered him. I you see triggered it. him right I out of the box. Got him fired up today. That's, that's what right. I do. I'm the that's, facilitator. I get coach fired up and let him loose on the show. There you that's go. Right. He's, there you he's, go. He's, he's 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 our he's our guy. He's one of us. Yeah. He's a friend of ours. He's a friend of the show. <laughs> he's a friend of the show. Uh, Isaac, it's good to have some new meat in here. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. He's look. He's he's a where's Tommy gun. He he is uh, he's uh, earlier in the day. He's middays. Yeah. Now. He's gone to middays with John Moore, and so uh, we get, got Isaac. Yeah, and we got uh, TJ. Yeah, no, who's that? That's TJ. TJ. TJ and Isaac. TJ the bulldog. Uh, TJ and Isaac sounds like a, a cop show from the seventies. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they got the big hair and the and the and the. <laughs> The SS Novas. The Novas. Yeah, then the Novas. You know, Nova in Spanish means no go. Nova. Well, we just took a turn. You know, it's good to be back because we can go on tangents with the best of them, right? It, it, look, we are tangented and, and ready to go. Uh, absolutely. Uh, let me ask you a question here, Coach. Uh, just to set the table. Just to set the table. You, you, you like you like how the Republicans got their game together there in uh, in D.C. in the last twenty four? How about that? How about the how about the failed impeachment? How about that, Coach? It's not a good look. Oh no! It's an ugly look. Like you, you know, um, you 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 schedule something, mm-hmm. you make a big deal out of it, mm-hmm. and you end up with egg in your face, egg on your face. It 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 it, it as a mm-hmm. guy who votes Republican, mm-hmm. a guy who support supports the conservative cause. I'm like, wait a second, what's this leadership like? Because that's that's a bad look. It it makes me. It should shake the foundation a little bit of the organization, 
and, and question the leadership because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, we use a lot of, I use a lot of sports analogies, right? So sure. you and I were talking and preparing for the show earlier, and I said, you know, it's like a, it's like a football team, a basketball team that has a bye game. And you schedule these home games yeah. that you are supposed to win. And you end up paying the opponent, like mm-hmm. in football. Mm-hmm. Okay, App State goes to Michigan. Whoa, App State. Several years ago, and and Michigan probably played them, probably paid them a million dollars to go out there, right? And that helps with App State's budget. Michigan State's got all these season ticket. They need to fill the stadium. They get parking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's chump change. What does App State do? Goes in there and spanks them. It sets Michigan's football program back a little bit, and it accelerates App State. Well, this is kind of like the Mayorkas thing. Mm-hmm. That was a scheduling blunder. Because if you don't have the votes in hand, mm-hmm. lock, stock, and barrel, that's right. you don't impeach. What was it like when you were coaching or when you were playing with a player and they called the shot and they blew it? <sighs> you know, you, you didn't. You know, like you did that in horse and stuff, but like mm-hmm. you know, you had games where you you blew a game, mm-hmm. like you 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 laid an egg, like Car- Carolina did to Clemson, mm-hmm. like Carolina did to Georgia Tech. They should beat those teams, but they're not machines, right? And plus, they're nineteen, twenty, twenty-two year old kids. Sure, um, it's a little different. Uh, but when you go into this type of situation with my orcas. Mm-hmm. I just think it, it's a bad look. As I sat there and saw those number numbers, uh, yay and nay, yep, uh, rolling out, and yep. you're like, oh my gosh, this, you, this is not a lock. And you know who we heard from? We yeah, heard from last night, Coach Santos. Santos saying, "Miss me yet? Miss me yet? We got a thought on that. Got a big thought on that. Big thought. Stick around." I'm uh, I'm I'm shocked. I'm I'm hoping Jim from San Diego hasn't floated away in the storms out on the West Coast. Right. Well, I figured the bat signal would be up already. They needed rain. He called a couple days ago, and he had a uh, he had a posse in the car with him. We think he's dri- We think he's driving Uber these days. We don't know. Really? And he had he had ladies in the car with him. Ladies. Ladies in the car, and uh, I think at one point didn't he say, TJ, like. Hey, keep it down. This is my business. We did ask if the ladies were safe, you know, just in case. <laughs> yeah, like, but I mean, but I mean, I hope he, I mean, I hope everything's cool because I mean, they haven't heard from since. Not not in the last couple of days, but they've been they've had about you do, know four hundred feet of rain over there. Do Priuses float? I don't think he's driving them. I think I I I, I get him more for he's like a, a, truck a conversion van with the with the captain yeah. seats in the back. I am not getting in an Uber. In a conversion van, that would be amazing. With Jim driving, if you if you have those with the windows on. blacked out, come you, on, nothing wrong with that. And if you have that, and then you have you what you what you do is you call it the hospitality ride. Why does it say free candy on the side? No, it doesn't. He he sandblasted that off the side. It was he had that taken out. Took he took a can of Krylon and just went no more. But you can still read through it when the sun hits it, um, <laughs> Coach. Last night, we watched this, uh, really, it was a monstrosity. Uh, they, they, there was a massive sellout that took place. In fact, I want to play a clip from, this is uh, Tom McClintock. Do you have Tom McClintock? Did I send that to you? I sent that to you. Tom McClintock was one of the sticky wickets uh, there at the, uh, at the vote. He voted no. He's from uh, California. And here's why he said he voted no. He's protecting 
future cabinet members, Coach. Check it out. Uh, I think that it lowers the uh, grounds of impeachment to a point where we can expect it to be leveled against every conservative Supreme Court justice, uh, every future Republican president and cabinet member the moment the Democrats take control, and there'll be nobody there to stop them because we will have been complicit in redefining the, the fundamental definition of impeachment uh, that the American founders placed in our Constitution. So he says you, you can't you can't run them from the job because there's no standing to run them from the job. It hadn't happened in like 136 years or yeah. something, right? Belknap, the uh, secretary of defense back once upon a time. Why else? Why? If you if you have that in your arsenal. You should be able to use it. Otherwise, you shouldn't have it there. Correct. Like it's a tool that you can use. That's right. And if you feel it should be used, then use it. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they're saying that they shouldn't do it because they're fearful that, you know, every other year mm-hmm. somebody can be, be impeached. Right. And so if that's the case, if, what if somebody deserves to be that's impeached? Right. I mean, it's like saying. That's why you vote on it. It's like saying we can't fire a, a CEO, a coach. We can't fire a, somebody who's running a business or or. Because it'll set a bad precedent, right? I mean, don't is there isn't there a reason? I mean, I I know you're you're very proficient in the world of athletics, or as some people say, athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, brush back pitch is important, isn't it? Sometimes, yeah, yeah you got to throw the heat. You High heat. Where, where you 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 own the. It's plate. about accountability. There it is. So you're saying you know you could go to the other side, right? And say people can do th- things so egregious, we're not going to impeach them. Right. Like at what point? Right. Would you impeach them? So, again, why have that option if you're not going to exercise it? That's correct. And, you know, some people saying that, you know, this is this is a high-level crime, like of treason. You're allowing these illegals to come in and here, here's here what is could could happen, right? Mm-hmm. Something bad could happen, for sure. And then they're going to be their wish that they did. Like, did, is that what it's going to take? Oh, we should have. Oof. We should have. We should have impeached him. You know. Um, and you and I are talking about this again and preparing for the show. Yep. Um, if something bad happens at the Super Bowl on Sunday, mm-hmm. with you know some illegals that came in, mm-hmm. I'm hoping it not. It doesn't. Or but what if it does? Hamas. I mean, and then do we say, oh, we should have impeached him? Well, at that point, it won't be his fault. No, well, it, Joe Biden's already blaming Trump for the Trump. For, for the border issues. <laughs> like, come on. That's right. But, like, l- l- let's talk about this. And, and you and I touched on it. Like, just sure. do the math. Like, what what are the chances? Mm-hmm. So we have. Uh, let's just say it's 3.2 million people have come in. 3.2 million people. Mm-hmm. Have come in in the last year. In the last year. So, of illegal immigrants, mm-hmm. let's just say, conservatively, sure. 1% mm-hmm. are bad guys. Right. That's 320,000 people mm-hmm. in the last year have come across. That's a couple of divisions uh, in a military parlance. Right. 320,000 people. Yeah, sure. That could be really bad people. Could be. That are organizing bad things to happen to our country. October 7th. Why? So that's like, so here we go, and you have these major events, and you have the increase in potential bad guys. Mm -hmm. 
it's a risk. Like there's risk assessment in every business. There's risk assessment. That's right. They judge what's the risk of hiring this person? What's the risk of going into this building? What's the risk of buying these vehicles, these fleets? What's the risk of putting Isaac on the board? No, he's a champ. You got to weigh the risk, and the risk is not good. So, you know, if something bad happens, I, I wouldn't be surprised. So, if, okay. I'd be disappointed, so, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we all remember that movie that came out in the '70s, Black Sunday, with that with the blimp going over the, the the. I think it was the championship football game. That's right. And the Rams were playing in there then, once upon a time. Mm-hmm. But but here's the thing about this: so if it's not Mayorkas's fault today, will it be Mayorkas's fault next week? If God forbid, we hope it doesn't happen. Something happens. If it's Trump's fault this week, Biden says, if there's an attack, is it Trump's fault? Uh, well, first of all, like let. Uh, and I don't know if you want to unpack this or wait for the next. Um, yeah, we got a, a break coming up here. Yeah, we like we should talk about Biden's comments about how this is Trump's fault it's with it, the border. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that make sense? Because he's not securing the border. I, I well, he can't secure. He's not the president anymore. He did secure the border. He darn tootin' he did. He went. Somebody walked up behind him and, you know, yeah, opened opened it up. I mean, this is no good. No, 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 moss. By, by the way, I also want to get your take on. How it is you could have strategically utilized oh. Santos. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Santos could have been strategically utilized. Yes. Okay, we're going to stick around for that. Fredo. 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 <laughs> Get a, do go out, one comes back. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBC. Okay, so coach, we have a very important person on on hold. We're going to go to him in just a second. We do. Very important. A very significant and important guest. What should be done with Santos? Oh gosh. How, how should Santos have been handled? Because they threw Santos out like a month, two, two, two and a half months ago. It's kicked him to the curb. His seat has not been filled. It's likely going to get picked up by a Democrat called Tom Swazi from so- Long Island. Well, let's let's not hate on Long Island now. Mm-hmm. I probably grew up next to him. Strong Island. Yeah. So, how long ago did they uh, kick Santos out the door? About about two, two months. How long were they planning this impeachment of Mayorkas? Uh, since since they got they got the majority, they've been talking about it out okay. loud. So, they know they need votes. Yes. Why strategically? Mm-hmm. You know you're going to kick Santos out the door. Either you think that you have a, a ton of votes and you don't need his vote, but I would say, wait a second, we might need his vote. Mm-hmm. So let's not kick him out the door till after we vote on Mayorkas's impeachment. And then you can kick him out the door. So you send, you send the message to Mayorkas and then, Santos, you did a good job. You're Thank out. you. Yeah, you, you die on a sword, fall on a sword, mm-hmm. hit the road. Now, some people would say, oh, you're using them. You, you should have just mm-hmm. waited. But what, what are we you're doing? It's politics. Correct. 
all is you know fair and love and war and politics. Sure. And so you take advantage of the assets you have, mm-hmm. and then you can get rid of him mm-hmm. um, and and secure the impeachment of Mayorkas. And I just think that strategically, it would have been nice to have that vote last night, right? Yeah, for, yeah. I mean, they, they basically it was a tie. They would have won. Yeah, yeah. With his vote, they, they would have put it over because the other guy had to take take a knee because they wanted to try to have the ability to bring it back up right. for for a moment. It ended in a tie. In a tie. It was two fifteen, two fifteen. Ty, Ty goes to the... Ty, Ty kills goes, it. Ty, Ty kills it off. So they can't bring it back. Right. So the guy flips at the yep. end. So now That's the right. Republican, ha- mm-hmm. they have a chance to, the Republicans have a chance to bring it back. Correct. But if you had Santos there, That's they would have won. And they took Al Green from the hospital. Al Green, who's down in um, uh, Galveston, roughly, mm-hmm. in, in that part of Texas. He had surgery in his abdomen yesterday. They wheeled him in, in a wheelchair in the hospital gown. For him to vote to block the the the, the impeachment, so, so who it's plays? Commitment. Who, oh, that man is playing all out. Oh, like you know, like this is the sports right. analogy. Correct. Like he he's Santos is a valuable player. That's correct. In making a run, maybe right. maybe we don't cut him, you know, until after the season. Right. Right. But we're making a run in the NCAA tournament. And the other team has guys showing up, mm-hmm. hurt playing hurt. Correct. Playing all out. That's right. That's commitment. It was. It was total it's passion. You know who's committed? Don't say he should be, but it is. He is committed. Jim. Jim. Jim, what are you doing, Jim? Yeah, good to have you back, Coach. Thank you, Jim. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, just so you know that everything hasn't gone to. Gone to pot there at the station. I don't, I'm still on board. I'm still here for you. Yeah, well, I appreciate. I understand it. women who have power and money. It's a good thing. The the, the things like there's no knee cuts in the in the in the snack machine. Yeah, and they got this guy Isaac on the on the board. You had to go through who is wearing Clemson garb when I show up today, the day after Carolina losing at home to Clemson. Yeah. I, I, you know, okay, the, we, I can. We gotta straighten this place out. Uh, yeah, I can Uber you some knee cots and probably throw in a UNC Tar Heels jersey. There we go. Oh, look at there that. There we go. How long would it take to get here? Let me see. Let me check the uh, check. the Google Maps here. Let me see what it says. Google Maps could take. A, uh, you're probably gonna be off the air by then. Yeah, we'll be back on the we'll air. We'll be Jack. back. <laughs> Jim, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah. I'm doing just ducky. Yeah, but, you know, again, like I remind people, I saw these these maniacs. I saw them from way out, and I prepared myself. I prepared myself in every way, spiritually, financially. Mm-hmm. And uh, the biggest motivation was I prepared my – I was preparing my son's future. Yeah. So that was an important part of why I'm uh, sitting here on top of the rock pile, cruising around with young ladies who went to SDSU, uh, doing a uh, – yeah, yeah, they're 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 passengers. Yeah, I was doing Uber. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah. So just so you know, one of them was a criminal justice major. So nice. Okay, so there's <laughs> nice. Yeah, so they, it's really inspiring when you meet uh, young people <laughs> like that. They're um, they have discretionary income. They're just going to 
wherever around uh, close by the campus and stuff and awesome. the rain helps promote business obviously that is awesome. now now jim here's the question for for you uh first of all what's the migrant condition there and second of all what's the uh what's the safety condition there with with the weather being as uh, stormy as it is um it's uh it's tailing off it was really coming down i mean more than i'd ever seen and i'd gotten this new this new ch- car, new truck, I got in it, and I was so comfortable in it. It seemed like God kept dumping more water on it. The more comfortable I was, he's trying to find the place to get me to wow. where I'm finally noticing how much it's raining. But the roads are in good condition. There's a, the dra- drain off is uh, good. There's not a lot of flooding going on. But here's the thing: the one thing you want to remember: this is the sliding scale you want to use. Uh, in uh, as far as hazards go in general in your life and what you're talking about because risk factor what's the risk factor is the risk to you and your country going to be more than if you got in the uber car with jim of san diego (laughs) that's when you have to decide that's a tough decision wow (laughs) right then what what are you what what are you driving out there as an uber i just i just bought a ford maverick Brand oh, new Ford Maverick, uh, the truck. Yes, the pickup. Yeah, and, yeah. And you're Ubering in that. That's a nice. That's a nice ride. Oh, it's so sweet. You see, you keep your affairs in order. You can take advantage of these people that are they're in a desperate state there on those on the uh, car lots. So, t- 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 um, now it's not an EV, is it? It's a hybrid. Okay, hybrid. Oh. So so oh, so yeah. it's not an EV, it's all electric. You 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 it's it's you know, it's one of those that shuts no, no. off when you go to the red light. Right. It goes both ways. Goes both. <laughs> yeah, no no plugging it in. It's all, you don't... all it's got a little motor, it kicks in, it charges it. It gets uh 550 miles to a tank which is only a 16 gallon tank. Wow. So oh yeah, and the girls were real impressed with the uh, voice assisted uh, text Text messaging. I was. Wow. Are they listening to us right now? Oh, yeah. Are they listening to us right now? No, no. They're. they're, No, I'm actually at a a painting job. I have to do some. Oh. One of my painting jobs. uh, Man. uh, I have to get uh, caught up again. Hustle. And then I can go out and Uber. Hustle. Good for you. I I admire the hustle. Absolutely. That's all you got. That's all is in the final analysis. Whatever God puts you here on the earth to do, you have to hustle. It's like uh, that guy in the the um, the founder. You ever see the movie The Founder? I don't think so. No. Yeah, Ray Kroc. He, this guy comes don't, to his office. Hey, wait, wait a second, like, Jim. Don't kill the show, Jim. Don't kill the show. I'm first show back in about three weeks. Don't don't go down a no. path like. Don't 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 get cocky. Don't go get cocky no, here. Just, Let's stay in the lane. How how it, it's important to recognize an opportunity and. The guy comes in the office, he's selling Bibles, and the secretary says, no, I don't want any. Thanks anyway. He starts walking down the hall, and Ray Kroc jumps up, and he goes, hey, I got a question for you. And the guy turns around and goes, yeah? He goes, what's a Jewish guy doing selling Bibles? <laughs> he goes, hey, got to make a living somehow. He gave that guy one of the franchises. He ended up owning 20 McDonald's franchises wow. and being a millionaire. That's amazing. How about that? That's, a, that's hustling. That is doing the hustle. That is it. Yep, yep. you, you got to find it where you can get it. Yeah, you got it. Hey, listen, you do. There's a little Rick Ross for you there. Uh, crushing bottom, just reverberating through your body. Jim, be safe out there, man. Appreciate you being back.
Yes, I'll be watching my bottom. You do it. <laughs> News Talk 1110, 99.3, WBT. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. It is Brett Winterbull and the coach Matt Doherty. Good to be with you. Coach, where do people get coaching information from you? Thank you. They can go to DohertyCoaching.com. DohertyCoaching.com. I'm an executive coach. I work with business leaders, executives, and not only in the Charlotte area, but uh, I do it you know, outside of the Charlotte area. Mm-hmm. We do remote work. But mainly in the Charlotte area, we do it with Vistage. Uh, which is the oldest executive coaching organization uh, in the country. And then in addition to that, my podcast, we're really starting to ramp that up. I'm doing two a month now, the Rebound podcast. Uh, had uh, uh, Tim Pernetti will be coming up. He's the president of IMG Academy, former AD at Rutgers. Uh, he'll be dropping in about two weeks. And then I do a solo pod, uh, just myself, and I kind of give some lessons that I've learned through the ups and downs of my coaching career, uh, and and uh, it's really taken off. It's uh, been ranked in the top 30% of all podcasts. That's awesome. Yeah. That is fantastic. A destination listening, folks, for sure, for sure. Uh, you want to take, let's take a call from Ken, who wants to uh, check in with you. Ken, welcome to the show. Hi, Brett. Hi, Coach. How are you? Good, Ken. Good to talk to you again. Sir, um, I was watching the history of the ACC tournament recently, and you provided a lot of commentary, and you were mentioning James Worthy quite a bit. Yeah, but I was just curious: out of the old arenas, uh, how intimate a lot of them were. What was the toughest place that you had to play, and the place that you enjoyed? I think a uh, great question. The, the the loudest place I've ever played in, Reynolds Coliseum. Ah, oh, good one. Uh, it, it was a unique old barn. Uh, the student section, they were right on top of you. And then there was this upper deck that you felt like you could reach out and touch from the bench. Yeah. Um, and they got pretty rowdy. And they had this light, like this, this uh, it was like drag strip, you know, a dragster's start and it, it the lights would go from the bottom to the top, and when it hit the top, you'd take off. They had this right. light that had, like, I don't know, seven or so lights, maybe ten. And when it got loud, the loudest, it, it would the top light would go off. And it often went there, wow. and it was hot um, and rowdy, and they were good. You know, we, we had some epic battles there. Uh, right. When I was playing, Duke wasn't great. So playing in Cameron was still hard, but it wasn't quite like playing at NC State uh, when they right. had some really good teams with Thurl Bailey and Sidney Lowe and Derek Wittenberg. Um, right. And then neutral site places, one of my favorite, maybe my favorite place to play was the Greensboro Coliseum. Okay. Uh, the ACC tournament in the Greensboro Coliseum, uh, I played in the Big Four tournament, which opened up the season. We played Duke, uh, Tobacco Road, four teams, Wake Forest, NC State would play their preseason. I just love the temporary floor because for a non-athlete, it gave me a couple extra inches on my vertical. And, <laughs> and, and, and the nets, something about the lighting and the nets. Like they had nets that I think had wire in them. So when you swished the ball, it just made a certain sound and wouldn't hang the net up. Um, and, wow. and those are subtle little things. Wow. But, like, I like looking at the rims uh, in Greensboro, and I, I had some pretty good games there. Okay. 
I have another one if you have time. Sure. Being on the type of team you were that you were, you know, projected to win the national title almost every year, was there one in particular loss that just crushed you? There were two. Two. Um, uh, one, one, One in particular my last year. Um, we were number one uh, from the beginning of the year uh, through the regular season. We went undefeated in the ACC. Just think about that now. We were 14-0 in the ACC. Kenny Smith was a freshman point guard. We had the starting five of Kenny, Michael Jordan, me, um, Sam Perkins, Brad Darty, And off the bench, we had Steve Hale, Buzz Peterson, Joe Wolf, Dave Popson, Curtis Hunter. I mean, we had, we had a talented, deep team. But injuries got the best of us. Uh, Brad Darty dislocated fingers. Kenny broke his wrist. Um, and so we just weren't the same. But that really, really hurt for a lot of reasons. One, we, we were the best team in the country, in my opinion. Two, um, it was my last game. Oh, like, wow. I, I, I remember sitting in the locker room in the Omni Center in Atlanta after the game, and Woody Durham was trying to interview me post-game. A legend, right. legendary Woody Durham, and I couldn't get a word out. I was snotting and spitting up and crying like a baby because I love playing at Carolina. I love playing there so much, and 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 for it to be over for me, uh, I, I didn't want to take my jersey off. Well, what was your other loss? Yeah, Georgia, Georgia to uh, go to the Final Four in 1983. We were number one in the country again. We're playing Georgia in Syracuse uh, to go to the Final Four. That was the year after Dominique. Uh, he left, but they had Vern Fleming, Gene Banks, Terry Fair. They had a very talented team. And uh, we, we, we lost at home. Jimmy Braddock was our starting point guard. Um, again, Michael, Brad, Perkins, um, myself. And they were just so quick and athletic, and we just felt a little step slow the whole game. Uh, and and then to see make it worse, NC State um, wins the national championship. Absolutely. So, so you know your your neighbor um, wins it, and you don't get to the final four. That hurt. Wow. You have time for one more. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, we got we got about forty seconds. Yeah. Well, okay. you're going down like we didn't have many losses, uh, Ken. You're killing me, man. I mean, yeah. The you know I guess. Whew, losing the national championship game in my freshman year when, uh, um, uh, you know, that, that was probably the biggest one. Um, Ken, we got we to gotta go. Thank you so much, Ken, for checking in with us, buddy. He'll be back next week, okay? Okay. Thank, you got it. That's uh, Ken. Guy, that, it's amazing you can remember all those details. Uh. It's amazing. You, you, the wire in the rim, the wire in the oh, yeah, net. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Bo Thompson's coming by next. Oh, great. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk, 1110-993-WBT, Brett Witterbull and the coach Matt Doherty, and we are thrilled to be joined by Bo Thompson. Hello, Bo Thompson. Hey guys, welcome back, Coach. Hey, Bo, how you doing? I'm good. I hear it's a, a, a Nikot free 
hour today? Yeah, though? yeah, yeah. A little concerned. Things have, you know, the standards have dropped around here since I've left. <laughs> I mean, they hired, they hired this guy Isaac and uh, Clemson fan, and uh, they got the, the no kneecots in the uh, snack snack room. Well, I'm here to tell both of you that if if I had uh, if I had one snack left, yes, sir, on the planet, with the, you know, the, my la- my last choice, it would probably be the captain's wafers and the chives you were talking about down oh, there. Geez. So I was actually very uh, pleased the other morning to see that they had uh, had a new shipment in of, of that particular land mm. product. Did so you I'm, have anything to do with this uh, bow? This little uh, no. little little, little uh, bait and switch bow. I don't know that I've ever told anyone that I had the affinity for those particular ones. So mm. I don't think so, but I, I ain't complaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I got I got a question uh, for you, Bo, and, and for Coach. Did you see this, this Joe Buck comment about expecting something weird or bad to happen in, uh, in, in Vegas with this uh, upcoming game? Have, uh, did you see that coverage, uh, the Bo Thompson? I saw the headline. Um, uh, I glanced at it, but I didn't click on it, so I didn't know whether or not he said exactly what he thought it was going to be. But I, I saw that he thought it was, that something might happen. Yeah, I guess because it's it's such a high profile event, we've clearly seen crazy stuff happen in in, in Vegas before, including that that attack in in two thousand and what seventeen eighteen uh, at the at the music festival. Um, but he 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 basically is just saying, you know, he's he's concerned that something. Something weird could could happen, and we don't know. You know, we don't know what that could be. Um, I'm I'm kind of excited about the game because I don't have a rooting interest. I, I kind of have a rooting interest, but you know, I just I want to see this thing come off nice and smooth and clean. You know. Well, the one thing they have going for them, you know, for so many years I've felt like, and this is more like in the '80s and the '90s, it's been better recently. But there were so many of those years around the mid-80s and into the 90s where you didn't get the matchup or a matchup that you were excited about on paper because it was lopsided. Yes. And um, I feel like uh, the game has great potential to be good. you got two teams that deserve to be there. But I know that people are sick of hearing uh, talk about Taylor Swift, but I'll bring it up from the standpoint that I do think when you worry about some sort of attack or you worry about somebody who would want some, to do something, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, would want to find a place where you have just the most possible, uh, the largest gathering of people, uh, you know, the fact that Taylor Swift is going to the game, the fact that there's that storyline with Travis Kelsey, like it or not, the Super Bowl already has the highest viewership of anything that happens in America. Uh, you put that on top of it with, I mean, a new sort of uh, uh, demographic of, of fans. Uh, I mean, it's got the potential to be the highest-rated Super Bowl of all time, just for all those different reasons. And so, and and it's in Vegas for the first time, which is a different environment. It's a new one for the NFL to do this game on this scope. And I know everything's big in Vegas, but um, I, I guess from that standpoint, if you really think hard about it, there's reason to believe that if somebody wanted to pick the place where you know, it could make the biggest impact. Yeah. Unfortunately, it looks like that might be the case here, Coach. Uh, it's it. Listen, it's it. I, I don't want to be depressing. First of all, Joe Buck. I thought it was very odd that he would state that. Yeah, especially with his job. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he covers pro football, right? You know, why do that to your sport? Um, and you never know. I mean, the paper could have just blown it up a little bit, but. 
it, there, there's something, and I, you know, this is just numbers, right? You know, if you're doing analytics, you're start studying metrics. The way the influx, we talked about this early, the influx of illegal immigrants, and if if three million people, thir, thir, you know, three million two hundred thousand people last year, one percent of those are bad bad people. Mm-hmm. They'll do bad things. Mm-hmm. And with the big events, every big event, it's like you dodged another bullet, literally. And so the security, imagine being running security for the Super Bowl oh, in Las it. Vegas. Like, forget it. I mean, it's like you, it's it's a no win situation. Right. You're like, not going to have any planes coming in and coming out. I mean, everything's going to happen. And be so it, it just is so, so concerning that, you know, somebody slips through the cracks and something bad happens. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but that's yeah. the reality, especially with the numbers the way they are at the border. You know, and I'm you just know. talking about 1%. All right, let's say half of 1%. You yeah. know, we're, we're, we're talking about 160,000 people. Yeah. Bo, you and I remember in Cleveland in 2016, that cordon was like, it was like multiple layers of cordon to get. You had to take an hour and a half before you would ever even get to the site uh, in Cleveland. Yeah, they made such a big deal about uh, security issues. They made, you, they made you think, if you were to listen to most of the reports heading into that, that, uh, you know, you needed a hard hard hat mm-hmm. to, to walk up the steps of the of the arena there, when in reality... The, the perimeter was so large, uh, yeah. Brett, you remember, I mean, you, you, when you actually entered the gate where the surveillance began, it was basically, you know, the majority of the uptown area. Yeah, it was. <laughs> there in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. I, I remember going into that uh, and, and being a little bit worried about what you were walking into. And remember, mm-hmm. this is that was well before, that was just when mm-hmm. Donald Trump was sort of this anomaly and, and, and people, yeah. you know, were sort of protesting that. They, I mean, you think about all that's happened since then. Yeah. Um, for the same type of event, but I mean, to Coach's point, you know, yeah, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an event of huge scope. It's the, it's the biggest event that that this country does, right, on a sort of entertainment level. So, you know, it only takes one person to infiltrate. But by the same token, it's also pro- probably because of its scope, the most airtight thing, uh, surveillance-wise, that uh, that we do. That's that's you know, not classified. So, I mean, you know, you could, you could work yourself up in both directions here. And, and I'm the same way. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like uh, somebody within the <laughs> the national football league is uh, going to probably say something to Joe Buck, who's one of your, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he's not, he's not part of this game, but he's on, he's, he's, he and Troy Aikman are part of one of their biggest uh, uh, brands, which is Monday night football on ESPN. So I can't, I can't imagine this is going over well, but it's an odd play. Um, you know, the only thing I can think of is maybe Joe just wishes he was <laughs> calling this game. <laughs> That's right. I, I want to ask you on, on, a, on a pleasant note, on a, on, a, on a much nicer potential note here. Um, you're, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your thoughts on, you know, Julius Peppers and Tory Holt. Uh, and the big announcement that, that's going to be coming down on the Hall of Fame. What, what are you uh, What are you expecting? What are you thinking? Uh, whether they're deserving or not, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And just how you would kind of yeah. assess that. I mean, Julius Peppers is a no-brainer, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, Panther fans, you know, there's some players that you hope get in, and there are other players that you know it's just a matter of time before they get in. And Torrey Holt, uh, great player for the greatest show on turf, for the, and he played for NC State, so he's got that connection to North Carolina, obviously, and, and uh, has the, 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 the area roots. So I, I have no problem. You know, sometimes you have these guys go in where it's an argument. It's not an argument to me in either case. Yeah. Great stuff. 
Yeah, always, always. Bo, it's good to good to be back with you. Yes, sir. Good to talk to you, Coach and Brett. Yeah. And um, what do you got coming uh, up on the show tomorrow? Tomorrow morning, tomorrow on the show, we got JJ Jansen in the studio, uh, Carolina Panthers long snapper and the longest tenured Panther. Uh, he usually comes in uh, the, the the week before Super Bowl Sunday, so he'll be in studio with us along with David Chadwick uh, from from eight thirty till nine tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Outstanding. Looking forward to it, my friend. Uh, appreciate you coming by on the show today. DJ, TJ the DJ, he, he's cutting it up strong. I have not heard this song since 1994, living on Morris Park Avenue in the Bronx by Bronxdale, uh, by Bronxdale Avenue. The Bronx. You, you, you want to know something? This is 100% true. I moved to the Bronx in the summer of 1993. I, I left college and I moved to the to the Bronx in 1993. I lived in this apartment that my grandfather had grown up in back in the day. The, it was an apartment building that was that was very very old. It went all the way back to like 1879 or something. His grandfather built the building. No way. Yeah, built the building. And in fact, when you went down into the basement, the basement had windows that looked out into the dirt. Because it was pre-water supply going in, and then they had to elevate the streets right. to put the water supply, to, to put the water pipes in. No way. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm walking down the street one day, and this old lady walks up to me and says, <clears throat> says do, you, do you know Clifford Cotagini? I go, that's my grandfather. She goes, you look just like him at, at, at your age. No way. And, and at that moment, I was petrified. Because I knew I could do nothing bad in that neighborhood because everybody was watching me when I would go walk down to the subway, go to the city and work and then come back. So I remember distinctly when Rudy Giuliani took control of the city of New York as the mayor. And I was getting off a bus at the corner and walking back to my house to where I, where I was living. I go walking back to my house. And as I get off the bus, I look, and there's a cop on a horseback. There's a cop on horseback. Mounty, mounted. Just, r- mounted, but in the middle, like in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. just right there. And I go, Rudy Giuliani's got to clean this city up after David Dinkins wrecked it. For, David for, Dinkins. For, for, yeah, they, call, they used to call him Stinkins. And, and so we, uh, that city changed very, very quickly. And so the last time I heard that song was that. And I think I, I might have heard it from a car. That was adjacent to the cop on the horseback, and the cop, the cop looked at the guy in the car and said, "Turn it down." I love it. <laughs> Turn it down. Turn it down. They did, and Turn they it. did. Nightstick. Yeah. Tap the tap car. It. Tap tap. Turn it down. People are people are trying to trying to live here. Turn it down. Turn it down. A couple things. Mm-hmm. What hit me is uh, my my grand, my mother grew up in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Um, her parents were supers up in uh, University Avenue. Super, super, supers are building managers. Yeah, superintendents for a building. The super across the way. And and uh, and the fact that like people when I first knew moved to New York, you don't think a New York City has neighborhoods, correct? Because it's so big and it's all blended, right? But it has neighborhoods. That's right. And so here's this lady who looks at you. Yeah. And ask you if you know, mm-hmm. you know, your grand, you know, Clifford. Uh-huh. And that's my middle name. 
It's it's it, like that blows my mind. It scared me. Like, like it's because I was like I was thinking, yeah, that's my grand, yeah. that's my grandfather. Yeah, and and it was just it was it was um it it, it was pretty cool. It, it was it was probably one of the best places I could have lived at that time. Um, and and then I decided to move to L.A. and I met Sherry and, and the, the rest is history. But right, but um, it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. You're bi-coastal. I was bi-coastal. Yeah, it, it was nice. But you know what? My I'm happy Sherry. to be here. Oh, sorry. There you go. He's singing to me now. Huh? I like this. Huh? I like this. Um, one one of the other things that was interesting was right, maybe fifty feet from where my apartment was was a playground and they would be balling in that playground every night every afternoon sometimes in the morning on the weekends and i i i can envision when you were talking about you going out and playing on the Mm -hmm. playground you had to be worthy enough to play i never i never my mind would Mm want to play but Mm -hmm. i would watch Mm -hmm. and it was funny to see the the, how the pecking order Mm -hmm. works the good players play the no good players wait right and and it's it that that is the ultimate it's 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 the ultimate sort of law of the jungle right mm-hmm. the, the idea that okay we're using our best guys against our be, or against your best guys and we're not going to have any mercy on anybody's soul if you can't make it well i, I my last podcast uh and that's dropping it's uh it's it's uh, one about the lessons from the blacktop and it talks about the meritocracy that is pickup basketball because the cost of entry is a pair of Chuck Taylors, which back then was 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. You didn't need a ball. Somebody else was, could bring a ball. Yet the basket's public park. So you just had to have a pair of shoes. And if you showed up and you could help the team win, you got to play. Mm-hmm. No matter if you're tall, short, fat, skinny, white, black, Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. Young, old, Irish. <laughs> if you helped the team win, you yeah. played, and and so the best players continue to play, and you pick sides. And if there are twelve guys mm-hmm. there, uh, the two best players would choose sides. And right in front of God and everybody, mm-hmm. you know where you stood in the eyes of your peers that's if it. they thought you were good enough or not. That's right. That's, they that's ranked the you. You that's were ranked. Yeah. You were ranked. And you had a choice yep. to do a couple of things. If you didn't like where you were picked, you could complain and whine about it. You could quit, or you could work your butt off and try to get better. Yeah. Did you have chain link? Uh, uh, the chain. We link, didn't. Uh, we actually had nets. Yeah. We're, this place had chain link. Yeah, chain link. Yeah, chain link, and and you know the the noise those would make, and the Spalding balls, the Voigt balls. They were rubber. We played with rubber basketballs back yeah. then, and. Uh, but the 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 gamesmanship yep. that went on in the park too For was sure. was you taught you were learned how to how to how to you know how to negotiate. That's right. Yeah, that's good stuff. Great stuff. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Oh, the people you'll meet in your journey in life. 704-570-1110. All right, uh, Coach Matt Dorn, 
with me. Got a question for you. When when we, we look at one of the things that's happening here, uh, so Tucker Carlson has gone over to meet with Putin so that he could interview Putin. And this has now sparked a, a, uh, a big deal. In fact, Newsweek is reporting that Tucker Carlson could face sanctions for meeting with Putin for an interview. Tucker Carlson's interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin could see the conservative pundit targeted by European Union lawmakers... Uh, current and former members of the European Parliament have told Newsmax Carl- Carlson visited Russia this week and on Tuesday revealed that he would soon be releasing an interview with the Russian leader. His work in Russia could soon get the former Fox News host in hot water with the EU. So he went and he did an interview with Putin. I guess you're not supposed to have interviews with Putin, I, I-, I guess, which doesn't make any sense to me. Because I think I would like to hear what Putin has to say and and assess whether he's looking like he's sick, if he's looking like he's crazy, if he's looking like whatever. Because we're spending like billions and billions of dollars for this fight between Russia and and Ukraine. And I'd like to hear what this guy is using as his rationale. What what about you, Coach? Well, it's 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 uh, interesting. Um, You know, Tucker Carlson is edgy, right? Very. He's not afraid. Nope. And... um, there was a, there's a, I love to collect quotes, and Abraham Lincoln it was, you know, maybe one of the most quoted presidents of all time. Mm-hmm. And he said one time, I don't like that man. I must get to know him better. Mm-hmm. We don't like Putin. No. But let's get to know him better. Mm-hmm. Now, you, everything he says, you probably will take with a grain of salt, right? Mm-hmm. But it's still like to have the opportunity to interview him. Why not? Right. What 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 is the negative of this? That's that's what's crazy. That maybe maybe we can't control the the narrative of what the country wants Putin mm-hmm. uh, to people to think about Putin? Mm-hmm. Is that the, the the fear? Um boy oh boy, it's going to make for great TV. Mm-hmm. What if Putin slips Tucker Carlson a note and says, I want you to get this to the people in the White House. Like, I mean, maybe he uses him as a courier. Maybe he says, here, I've got a note that I want you to go take to Anthony Blinken or what. Uh, you know, these envoys, they, they do that kind of stuff all the time. I mean, we got, look, we got guys meeting with all kinds of bad dudes around the world. Yeah. You know, it's diplomacy it, it, in it, some ways, well, too. I'm, I'm looking a little at, at, at at Twitter or X right now, mm-hmm. uh, Tucker Carlson, and he says, you know, we interviewed the Ukrainian president. That's right. Yeah, but Tucker can't get an interview with with uh, Zelensky. Zelensky won't talk to him, even before Putin. But he talked to American media. Oh, for sure. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay, you're not going to talk to me. I'm going to go talk to Putin. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I guess the fear is like maybe it softens everyone's it softens his edge and makes him more likable, and maybe our government is afraid that people will start to sympathize with him. I don't know, but I think like I, I, I'm going to watch it. I am too. He's put he's putting it up for free. He said um, on 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 his platform, uh, Tucker Carlson something. Uh, he's got a, he's got a platform of his own. 
And, yep. he, and he says he's putting it up for free. You're not going to have to pay for it at all. Yeah. Talking about the, the, the freedom of speech. And, and his thing is that the, our government is trying to take it away. They, well, look, I, they're, trying to put, they're trying to put the Republican nominee, for all intents and purposes, into prison. That's right. They're trying to jail somebody. Um, they're they're still holding a whole bunch of people from January 6th in, in confines in Washington, D.C., and they haven't been found guilty, and they've been sitting there for three years. That's amazing. I mean, it's, that's not talked about enough. It, not talked about at all. It's it, You're not supposed to talk about that. Well, why don't we talk about it? Well, I mean, b- well, we are. I know, but like... Yeah. Like I know we should. It's that's that's important. I mean, you have a lot of people that are basically in solitary confinement that haven't been adjudicated as guilty. They're waiting for their case. They're you know they're still waiting for them. So they've been held for years um, in in the in the jail in D.C. You've also got. I mean, let's 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 be honest here. When you look at at the situation that we have, we found out when Janet Yellen was testifying yesterday that they're snooping on you and me. If we if we bought something at Dick's Sporting Goods or Cabela's. Like, what are they looking for? Weapons? They're looking to see if you were in uh, if you were in D.C. on January the 6th. uh, Around that time, did you go to Cabela's? Did you go to Dick's? Did you purchase certain things? Um, Whatever it is. And. And what happened was the banks, including I'm not going to say which ones, but you can find it yourself. Banks here in town uh, just handed gave, over gave up the, all that intel, yeah, gave up the intel to the federal government. Yeah. And and your phone records. If you were in D.C., if you were in D.C., just as a tourist, just a tourist, a tourist or even maybe just maybe you're there going up to seeing the, a family member. Correct. Or you're or you're going up to the to the big cathedral or you're going to. You know, some other place to have a, a, a meet up with your friends. Maybe you weren't part of the, the whole right. thing at all. Everybody got their locations, you know, soaked up, surveilled. Now, all right, I know the Russians surveil people. The Russians try to kill people. The Russians lock people up. We don't. We don't surveil people. We don't lock people up without charges, right? Oh, that would be communist. That's only that's all. Look, Zelensky, he blew he 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 blew out a whole a whole denomination of uh, of of church uh, because he didn't agree with it. It was a, it's a, it's a Russian Catholic church. I mean, so here's the thing: like you you don't get to when you if you can't manage your own border, do you really get a say in what people can go and do and go and see? You can't control your own border, right? I mean, you can't even secure your own border. Where's Hunter? Where's Hunter, by the way? I haven't seen Hunter on TV in a long time. Cutting deals in Mexico. There's a belief that that happened. He's an entrepreneurial son of a gun, isn't he? Well, listen, he had deals in Burisma. He had deals in Romania. He's had deals in in Central uh, Asia. He's a very, he's a very, uh, he's a busy dude. Did he have any deals in China? Did you say China? China? China. 10% for who? Is it 10%? For the big guy? Bobolinsky? Baba Lou? They said Bobolinsky wasn't the real deal, coach. Prove it, sucker. <laughs> Who's talk 1110 99.3 WBT?
So, uh, Coach, what have we learned today? What have we learned today? I think we've learned that you have got to have a plan when you go into battle. Is that is that a fair enough uh, fair enough uh, assertion? Yeah. Well, you got you got to have a plan before you go into battle. Yes, uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing with the Mayorkas uh, veto. I mean. Uh, uh, impeachment. Impeachment. Yep. And you, you go into that, and you don't have enough votes. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to think tr- strategically. Probably shouldn't have gotten rid of Santos when you did. That's right. Um, yeah, and that uh, Biden is uh, not lucid because he continues. Like here, here's here, this is what when my wife and I were talking about this. We were watching Fox News, and and Biden, you know, blames Trump for the border crisis <laughs> and I'm like oh my gosh like to me it's concerning that there are people that believe that mm-hmm. and so you know some of the country is ignorant if they believe that yeah and and you know it goes back to the propaganda if you say it enough times and loud enough then people will start to believe it. And the fact that, you know, if you have half a brain, that should be insulting to you. Yes. Yes. That's the, see, this is the fundamental problem. Because with the border, let me, let me start with this. Joe Biden believes everything can be fixed with money. Electric cars. Everyone's going to buy them. Nobody's buying electric cars, by the way. Nobody. But he said the Green New Deal, it's going to be good. Everybody's nobody's buy buying those cars. Nobody's buying electric cars. $100,000 trucks, electric trucks. No, they're not buying that. Not buying it. I've got friends in that business, and they got them coming out the wazoo. But he thinks he can just pay money to everybody to fix problems. You pay, you pay Zelensky. You pay... Uh, you pay the, the migrants who are beating people up in the streets of New York. I mean, beating people up in, the, in Times Square. The cops getting beat up. My daughter lives in the West Village. Oh, gosh. She pe- sees people, they get, what, like a $2,000 stipend or something. Yeah. They get the food, the food that they're given. Yeah. They're giving it to the homeless people, and they're going into the restaurants to eat. Yeah. See, I mean, this is, like, what that, country does that? Who's doing that? What, <laughs> I mean, if you're hungry, eat. If you're not hungry, don't eat. They're not eating the food they're given. Sure. They're spending their stipend money right. on food and restaurants. And, 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 and they're spending $500 a night on hotel rooms for these people. Yeah. And then they're, they're kicking kids out of schools in, yes. in New York City right. and putting the migrant kids right. in there. So money doesn't fix. But Joe Biden's answer to everything is money. Going to send money to Zelensky. Going to send money to the migrants. Going to um, send money to. Look at our deficit. Yes. Like. Yes, I, I heard uh, Admiral Mullen mm-hmm. interviewed several months ago. It was a is a podcast on uh, David Novak, um, who is the former CEO of Yum Brands, and he's like, he's like, you know, the 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 deficit, like the deficit, the deficit, like that's something we casually talk about. Mm-hmm. But just think, like, if you ran your home Oof. with any kind of deficit, oh. you'd be on the streets. Course. And so what happens? Our banks start to fail. What happens? Our stock market. What happened? All of a sudden, we're not going to use the U.S. dollar as the currency, uh, you know, throughout the, the world. Right. Um, we are weakened. We're, we are weakened. And is that the plan? 
like so it becomes the one world economy very um, possible you know world economic forum mm-hmm. klaus the whole soros mm-hmm. you know is that the the plant that and 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 then the, the why 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 do we want to do this to ourselves well it's control and power control and power my my metric for this is you're not seeing teachers going out on strike you're not seeing teachers coming out and saying we don't like all these students coming into our schools because we don't have the capacity to teach them. We don't have any of that. So what you have in these big cities like Chicago and New York and L.A. and other places, you have backfill coming in. You have people who were fleeing these cities, New York, Newark, where, where, what have you. And they don't have to worry about that now because the teachers are going to be employed teaching people who are coming in across the border, these kids. And that's there, – there, there are people who – for. For, for whom this chaos is upside. Of course. There, there's always somebody who's getting paid. Of course. Even even in the midst of a catastrophe, somebody's getting paid. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, it, when I worked on Wall Street, uh, I was in the bond market, mm-hmm. and they said um, when basically, you know, bad things happen to sure. the economy, interest rate, you know, uh, when the Fed had to lower interest rates to boost the economy, mm-hmm. The bond market did better, sure. right? And so I, I was like, oh, so I'm hoping bad things happen. Right. So the Fed will lower interest rates so our markets will go up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. Well, think about COVID. A lot of companies had record years during COVID. That's true. And look how many billionaires got created. A lot of them. Yeah. Some in the White House. You know what? You're worth a billion to me, man. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back. Uh where do people go real quick? DohertyCoaching.com for executive coaching and keynote talks and the podcast. Outstanding. Coach Doherty, pleasure to be with you today. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Lost for a thousand years. Men will still say, this was their finest hour. The following takes place between 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. News Talk 1110-993 WBT. It is the fourth hour, and we are stoked to be with you. 704-570-1110. Thanks so much for uh, joining us with the coach. I am uh, now flying solo this hour and taking your phone calls, 704 704- 570-1110. Gun rights groups are urging senators to press Janet Yellen, your Secretary of the Treasury, because she is targeting gun transactions. Gun Owners of America alleges the Treasury Department is abusing gun owners' privacy by monitoring firearm transactions. A gun rights group representing over 2 million members and activists is urging senators to grill Janet Yellen on alleged privacy violations committed by her department. Yellen is set to testify. She is set to testify tomorrow, uh, Thursday. And these folks want to get these questions answered. She's going to be speaking in front of the Senate Banking, Housing and Urban Affairs Committee in a letter sent ahead of her testimony, Gun Owners of America requests that committee lawmakers press the secretary on recent revelations that federal instiga- uh, investigators, not instigators, 
investigators, instigators, asked banks to search and filter customer transactions for terms related to the firearm industry. Really? Why would they want that information? I mean, are they just curious? Congress cannot allow the federal government to continue establishing and expanding databases on guns and gun owners, wrote Aiden Johnston, director of Federal Affairs for Gun Owners of America. Whether it is a misuse of gun store records and financial data by the Department of Justice or firearm transaction data by the Department of the Treasury, data collection on guns and their lawful owners must be stopped. Fox News Digital previously reported that the Treasury Department's Office of Stakeholder Integration and Engagement in the Strategic Operations of Financial Crimes Enforcement Network distributed materials to financial institutions that outlined the typologies of various persons of interest. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, are you a, a are you a person of interest? This is going to answer your question. This is not a joke. This is not shtick. This is not kidding around. This is really true. This is what's coming out of the Treasury Department that they are using to try to find whether or not you might be a criminal. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Here's what they were searching for. Financial institutions, probably your bank, were told to look for transactions with these terms. Trump, MAGA, Biden, Kamala, Antifa, White Power, Camp Auschwitz, Proud B, Storm the, Capitol, Groiper Army, Threepers, Boogaloo, Civil War, Last Sons, Kill, Shoot, Gun, Death, Murder, Biden, Kamala, Pelosi, Schumer, Pence. Those were the words. Those were the words that were to be looked for to be surveilled by people spending money. FinCEN also provided banks with suggested terms and merchant category codes for the firearms industry, including uh, Gun Owners of America partners like AR15.com, LLC, just a standalone phrase, LLC, Browning Arms Company, Glock Incorporated, Sig Sauer Incorporated, Sturm, Ruger and Company Incorporated, and others. That's what they're surveilling. They're not keeping the border safe. They're not looking at suspicious transactions being transacted at the border. Drug cartels, payoffs, human trafficking, slavery. They're not doing any of that. They're looking for MAGA and Trump. Have you had enough government yet? In all seriousness, have you have you gotten to a place where you just want to be left alone to live your life in peace and quiet? This government, this department headed by Janet Yellen, decided that they were going to look into your business. To see what it was you were reading, what it was you were looking at, what it was you were buying. 
Banks were told to look for transactions involving five or more distinct and different merchants or vendors involving the suggestive terms. An aggregate purchase totaling $2,500 or more using suggested MCC codes and a number of transactions involved involving the provided terms greater than 50% of the total number of transactions by that customer and an aggregate purchase amount that the MCC codes greater than 50% of total purchases. They're just looking at what you're buying and they're putting it into a file. And then at some point at the appointed time, they'll just come and ring your bell and say, yeah, where's all the stuff that you bought at Dick's? Where's all the stuff you bought at Cabela's? Where's all the stuff you bought at blah, blah. What's your reaction? If you don't want to say your name, if you just want to express your opinion, I'm happy to take it. I understand you don't know that they may not be surveilling you right now. Who knows? I don't know. I don't think so. But you know what? It's all about you, baby. It's all about you. News Talk 1110 99.3 WBT Brett Witterbull Show. Jump out and grab a call real quick here. Uh, Joe is up next on the program. Joe, welcome to the program. How you doing, Brett? I'm well. Thanks for calling. Um, I was I was very comforted to hear that shady Catholic was not one of the terms they were searching. Well, you know, it could um, be. It could be if the, the the Catholics could buy guns, and that would then be a crossover. Well, you, know, there, you know, there are a few of us. Um, but serious note, um, you know, I. I've, fall into uh, what I guess you'd call the gun camp, uh, along with a lot of my friends and family. And um, we're, we're all, I guess, paranoid enough or crazy enough, and this goes back quite a long ways. Um, we do cash transactions as much as possible for anything that uh, involves ammunition, accessories, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for that very reason that you never knew who was keeping track of what. Right. Right. And, and look, and that's a um, that's a shame because you, you should be able to purchase what you want to purchase if it's legal and, and buy whatever you want to buy. You know, I mean, absolutely. And it really limits the, you know, the online marketplace. Yes. Because um, obviously you can't purchase via cash. Um, but uh, but, yeah, that's a, that's I think that's probably a very common practice amongst a uh, a big, uh, big part of the, the gun camp out there is. Use cash, and no one knows what you acquired. So here, here um, here's the question that I have, it, it just in, in regards to all of this that we're talking about. Do you think that they're going up to cartel members and asking them what they're carrying and how much they spent for it? And, <laughs> or do you think that the, the, a, a gangbanger that's holding, that's holding the Glock entirely sideways because that's supposed to make you look like you're tough? Uh, I mean, do you think that like that's... They're, they're, they're surveilling them as well. I'm guessing they're probably not surveilling them as well. That's I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess no. Yeah. Because uh, and if they use a credit card, it, it it's probably not theirs uh, yeah. to purchase something. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but no, and that that goes back to the the old adage that you know when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns. Well, outlaws have guns right now. They do, and they don't obey the laws that are supposed to keep guns as safe as possible. That is um, true. That kind is. of common sense. You know, this is this is the real problem that, that we're that we're faced with here, because uh, because it's not an even it's not an even playing field. They will always 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 err on the side of the criminal and not on the uh, on the side of the the law abiding citizen. 
We, 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 are, we are to be suspected 24-7, 365. Um, and, well, and that's, you know. we're the only ones who would uh, comply or get in line with any legislation to begin with. Yeah. That's what makes it lawful versus maybe at some point, maybe, unlawful. Maybe at some point somebody's going to maybe call the Treasury Department and just, like, voluntarily start telling them all the stuff that they've bought. And maybe they can take a note and give it to Janet Yellen, and you know that's that's a possible. I mean, just like call, every, but I'm saying like everything, like the books you've bought in the last three months, uh, groceries. I mean, they they should probably know everything. Like they should know what your food well, supply is like. You know all that. Well, that would be a digital based currency, wouldn't it? Oh uh, yeah, it would. They'll just be able to run the yeah, records. That's a, run the records. That's a hell of an idea. So let me yeah. see here. Uh, the IRS. There's the IRS. The IRS. Okay, we're tracking. Uh, let's see. Okay, so this guy. Yep, yeah, he he was fifty. He was uh he was two weeks late on the tax payment. Let's see if he's. If, let's see what he's purchased in the last ten years. Okay, it looks like it's a safe spot to hit. I mean, I, I'm just trying to think of what this matrix looks like. It's crazy. It's 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 nutty. Oh, uh, it's Pandora's box. That's it's what it is. Absolutely, Pandora's box. Great, great stuff, Joe. Appreciate you being out there, man. Thank you so much. That, that's Joe, the shady Catholic. I, I like uh, uh, Joe. Joe's Joe's a good man. Squatters. Have you ever had squatters in your neighborhood? You ever had people in the neighborhood that are just thrashing a house, ever do something like that? Well, this is this is getting so bad. It's got it's it's next level. This is this is next level bad behavior. Squatters are now ruining entire neighborhoods in Atlanta. They're going into neighborhoods and taking over neighborhoods in Atlanta. The police response to evict is so slow, some homeowners have resorted to just handing massive amounts of cash to the squatters so that they go away. What's the tax rate on that, I wonder? Is that a gift? Uh, any, I need some accountants in the audience. Uh, is that a gift? Is that a, is, is that, is that a, is that a fee? How, how, how do I write that off on my taxes when the squatters came into my house? Brazen squatters have even opened, this is no joke. Brazen squatters have even opened an illegal strip club on a property that they took over. So they go into a house and turn it into a strip club. And then the people pull up their cars and they go in the strip club and they party. Now, here's my question. If you're turning the house into a strip club, I would imagine if you own the house, you probably could drop the 50 bucks to get into the joint and then just refuse to leave and you squat. Squat in your own squat. They're really taking it to a different level. Instead of just like having somewhere to live, they're opening businesses in the correct. Places. And are they reporting? Are they doing tax? Are they paying taxes? I guess no. Yeah, I don't think so. I'd be terrified in Atlanta to lease out one of my properties," said Matt Urbanski, who manages a local home cleaning company. Talking to uh, Bloomberg News, Urbanski's company cleans out homes for corporate landlords. And in some cases, they have to remove squatters' possessions. Recently, one of his employees was shot after trying to remove squatters from the property. Uh, okay, I'm going to guess that the person that, that shot his employee is not going to go to jail. I'm going to guess that that's going to be regarded as like social justice of some kind. Because you're a land uh, manager, we can shoot you. Like That's, that's probably going to be the justification by uh, Fannie Willis's uh crack team of attorneys who are going to probably help this person out simon frost ceo of large-scale landlord tiber capital group 
said there have been incidents of unlawful occupants brandishing weapons and threatening neighbors. Good. So I'm at my house minding my business. Now they're threatening me from a house that they're not even supposed to be in. Who do I call for that exactly? Is the A-team still around? Do we know if the A-team is still around? Dirk Benedict, uh, George Papard, Mr. T, uh, Murdoch. I mean, I, wh- who, who do you call when you can't call anybody? You call the A-team. Ghostbusters. You can't call Ghostbusters. You cross those streams, that's a problem. That's me and Bo, me and Beth. And then them and me. This is this is this a whole other franchise. We can't cross that. They can't cross that uh, that that Tiber, that Tiber River right here. Um, evicting squatters in Atlanta is tough, involving negotiating court backlogs and strained police resources. Meanwhile, online listings and virtual real estate agents make it easy for squatters to identify vacant properties to break it. Now, see, this is where you get the problem. Oh, hey, let's look on Facebook and see if there's any apartments for rent around here. Then you go and you rent the apartment and you go inside and you've got people squatting. And I'm telling them to stand up and they're just squatting right in the place. And I'm like, get up, get out. I mean, this is this is no good. So now we got to put now we got to put the rentals on the down low. Now we got to put the rentals in the secret sauce and, and not really. Hold on a minute. I'm old enough to remember when we used to be able to watch a television show, you might not remember this, called Cops. It hadn't been canceled yet. And then On Patrol Live came around, okay? Uh, we remember all those programs. They got canceled in the wake of George Floyd and all that stuff. But follow what I'm saying here. I remember when they would get the police officers to dress up like ladies of the night or men of the night, and they would go sit in a hotel room, and they would just wait for the knock on the door, and they'd be like, hey, what's going on? I'd like to party with you tonight. Really? You want to party with me? How much you want to give me? I'll give you 50 bucks to party with you. Okay, here's the bracelets. You're under arrest. Why not set up a trap house? Not that kind of trap house, but set up a trap house where you can actually just have a house and, and wait for the squatters to come in. And then when the squatters come in and squat in the house, you just take them, you, you duct tape them, and you put them, you, put them, you put them off to the side to the end of the night. I don't want to handcuff anybody. That's mean. That's, that's, that's painful. We're just going to duct tape you together and sit you on the side here. And then at the end of the night, we're going we're gonna to process you for, 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 for squatting illegally. Why do why do we not do why do we not do stings anymore? Stings were some of the best ways to get bad guys. Do you know how many people would try to show up that would try to show up who were stealing cable and they would put a message onto the stolen cable lines and they would say, Congratulations, you just won tickets to Journey. Come on down to 325 Mockingbird Lane and get those tickets. And when you would show up to get those tickets, they would know you were stealing cable and they'd put you in, technical term, the pokey. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. News Talk 1110 WBT. Hey, don't forget, don't forget, we're going on this incredible trip. We're, we're going to be going down the Danube. It's going to be absolutely amazing. It's going to be such a fun trip, and it won't be complete without you. 
It's the Christmas Market Wonderland uh, trip along the Danube. It's going to be me and amazing listeners from WBT and uh, KOA's Mandy Connell. Uh, she's a host out in Denver, and we're pairing up together uh, with, with our spouses and getting out there and, and seeing this. We're going to be with the great people from Folds of Honor. But this trip is so remarkable. November 29th to December the 8th. The end of this year, 2024, it's the perfect week to go because it's right before the holidays. Ten days, nine nights. Ten days, nine nights. And the price is, is fantastic for everything you're going to get. You're going to get so much food. You're going to get so much uh, fun stuff. We're going we're gonna to do incredible, incredible things. I mean, when you, when you look at, you're going to get 23 meals, eight breakfasts, seven lunches, and eight dinners. We're going to be on this incredible ship. The Uniworld Boutique River Cruise Ship, the SS Beatrice. I mean, you've got unlimited premium wine and spirits, Wi-Fi excursions. We're going to be seeing all kinds of stuff, and we're going to be all hanging out together. It's going to be really awesome. I, I, I encourage you very much because this, this is moving quickly between our two, our two uh, uh, groups, Denver and Charlotte. This is going quick. If you want to do it, Give a call, 800-383-3131, 800-383-3131. You can get all the information over at uh, tourwithbrett.com, two Ts, tourwithbrett.com. This is going to be amazing. We're going to see everything. These uh, the, the, the Christ child market, you name it. Uh, go over to tourwithbrett.com, 800-383-3131. They'll answer all your questions. They are fantastic. So just something to think about if, if you're of a mind to, and I hope you're of a mind to, because we're going to have a blast. By the way, I'm trying to get more people than she's getting. So, you know, chip in, jump in, be a part of this. This is what we want. Um, I was talking about this earlier in the program. The city may offer developers tax grants to revive Uptown through office conversions. This is a piece over at Axios. We were talking about this yesterday just a little bit. Charlotte city leaders are now considering granting developers tax rebates in return for converting empty offices to reinvigorate Uptown. The city's ghost tower conundrum has created an opportunity to transform underused offices into much-needing houses, public open spaces, and retail, which Uptown lacks. City leaders hope the transition centers city from the business hub to a central activity district. Now, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you are excited about this. Maybe you think this is not going to work. I think the idea of residencies, uh, I, I think residences, I think is a really cool idea. I think it's a really great idea. I don't know how you're going to be able to, you know, recapture all of this. But, I mean, I got to believe with as many people who are moving into Charlotte, they would want housing, especially if you're a young person or a, a young couple. This is your opportunity right here to get out there and, and, and do some really cool stuff. I, I think it's, it's a neat idea. I like urban. I actually like urban environments. I like spending time in urban environments. Uh, I, I, I grew up out in West Texas. So being in cities is exciting to me. It's interesting. It's exciting, but it's got to be affordable. But if you've got all this space and they're going to get all this money of uh, in, in rebates, heck, take a chance. Take, take a chance on doing this. I mean, I think this is really a cool, a really cool thing. Uh, again, you may not like that. That is okay. It is all good. You know what we're talking about. Uh, taking a look at 
the uh, the, the present uh, case of, of what is happening. We found out in these last couple of hours that uh, the folks uh, who were targeted by our forces were able to kill the commander that was responsible for murdering uh, our troops uh, over at Tower 22. And, and so as a consequence, uh, we are hoping that uh, this is going to stop. I don't know that it's going to stop because the Iranians are maniacs. The Iranian government is a bunch of maniacs. Uh, their, their, their militias are, are maniacs, and they want to murder innocent people um, and, and, and military personnel while they're sleeping because, they're, because they are uh, dirtbags. Five trans players dominated a women's college volleyball game, sparking outrage and claims of cheating. This was a women's college volleyball game in Canada, the land of Trudeau. Five transgender players reportedly dominated a recent women's college volleyball game in Canada, stark, uh, sparking outrage, including from Martina Navratilova. Canadian website Rebel News posted footage showing three trans athletes playing for the Seneca Sting and two for the Centennial Colts in January 24th game last month. The trans athletes played throughout the full game while biological females were left warming the benches, according to the right-wing website that regularly turns up to sporting events with trans competitors. And so they're saying that these these biological females were put on ice in favor of these transgender females and males. Rebel News claimed that the volleyball in insider told us the situation was so dire, it's no longer safe for biological women to compete. The league's policy states that a trans female MTF student athlete being treated with testosterone suppression medication for gender identity disorder or gender dysphoria cannot compete on a women's team until after completing one calendar year of testosterone suppression treatment. Well, I mean, if the folks want to compete and take over all this, I would think then that what you would want to do is you'd want to go set up a whole other league where you could have actual specific demands and requirements as to who would actually be eligible uh, with, with that with that other with that other setup. I mean, I, it's not impossible to do it. It's just going to take some doing. And, and of course, you know, once again, you're seeing female athletes being shunted to the side in favor of transgender athletes. I think everybody can compete, but does everybody have to compete with each other? I, I don't know. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. It is the Brett Witterbull Show, 704-570-1110. Lots of, uh, lots of stuff out there that has just got me uh, really honestly just kind of uh, basically, you know, sticking in my craw. I, I, got, I, got, I got things that are stuck in my craw. And that's okay because I, I, it bothers me when I see in the world of politics people who are using crises as an excuse to uh, to basically do do what it is that they want to do and, and I think it's it's really that simple this this thing you saw take place yesterday on the border I, I think is incredibly 
dangerous. Yesterday, we watched this thing take place, and then we saw a test vote take place today uh, in the Senate. This is not in any way, shape, or form a way to dissuade migrants to come to the United States of America. In fact, this is essentially a whistle from the Biden administration and the Democrats who continue to be supportive of an open border. And it is an open border. And I know Mayorkas says it's not an open border and says it's the fault of the Republicans. If they say it's an open border, the border is effectively open. We are getting swamped on a consistent basis from October until now. We have had a million people come in. Imagine a million people. What city in America has a million people in it? That's the number of people that came in. Phoenix, right? Dallas, whatever. Those are those are million person cities. So when the Democrats decided they were going to try to advance this bill and they did not care what the House said or what the House thought, this was a stunt. This is what they do. The way you do a bill is the House sends up a bill, the Senate develops a bill. And then you go to a conference with, you know, 5, 10, 20 negotiators all sitting across the table and they do some horse trading. Okay, we're going to do this. If you do that, you'll do this. If you do that, the House was completely locked out in this regard. So why would why would uh, uh, these two goofballs, McConnell and Schumer, think that the House was going to be okay with any of this stuff that was coming down with any of it? It's disrespectful to the House. If you want to fund issues, if you want to spend money, the House has got to be involved with this. And so the, the, the worst part of this policy, other than when Joe Biden broke the border, the worst part of the policy is the fact that you're creating an imperative to come to the United States now. So let's say you're down in Colombia, not not South Carolina. I'm talking about Colombia, Colombia in in South America. And you're hearing rumblings of, hey, they're going to try to shut the border down. Hey, they're going to try to do this. That is going to cause a panic run on the border. So instead of having 5000 people show up, you'll have 50,000 people show up in a given day or, or some other group of people that, that's going to be coming up here. This is a problem. And when I hear the president of the United States, Joe Biden, say that it's that Trump broke the border, that it's not even a rational statement and that he is stopping this border policy from moving. If the Republicans wanted to advance it, they could advance it. And Donald Trump couldn't do anything about it. In fact, somebody could have come out and said, hey, advance this piece of legislation. And then once Trump gets elected, what you can do is you can clean everything up. The problem is there were so many poison pills that Chris Murphy from Connecticut. What the heck does he know about the border, by the way? What does Chris what does Chris Murphy from Connecticut? OK, up there in Whitelandia. What does he know about what's going on at the border? So he's the guy who's writing it. 
Why don't you have people from Arizona and New Mexico and Texas? Why don't you have people that are up in the Intermountain West? Why don't you have people from California and, and Oregon and Washington? All those big Western states that have skin in the game. Chris Murphy, Chris Murphy and, and, and Jim, Heim, uh, Jim Himes, what do they know about what's going on at the border? They don't go down there. They haven't gone down there. Chris Coons from from Delaware knows what's going on. Come on. Come on. Give me a break. Why don't you just go pick the guys from um, Massachusetts and New Hampshire and and, and Rhode Island uh, to write the policy, too? They're nowhere near the border. They're nowhere near the border. Rely on people that understand what's going on. Okay, Kirsten Cinema, I'll buy that. She's a little wacky for my taste, but she's at least from Arizona. She knows what's going on. Go get Heinrich from New Mexico. He's a Democrat, but he lives at the he's on the border. He knows what's going on there. Ted Cruz, Cornyn, they're both from Texas. Kennedy, Louisiana, the the Gulf Coast, Florida. I mean, these are all places that you could you can have people confer on. But they want to play a game. And what I think is so unfair, and, and I will advocate for the migrants that are coming in in this regard, you're, you're lying to them that the imperative is to now come up here as quickly as you possibly can, which is going to result in a panic. It's like being in a, in a theater and yelling fire. It's going to create a panic. And, and I haven't seen a single solitary address given from the United States of America into the rest of the world by the president of the United States saying, please do not come. We cannot process you right now. Because if Joe Biden gave that speech, it would create a panic. And if Joe Biden says we're going to close the border, it will create a panic. See, the fundamental issue at hand here with the president of the United States, Joe Biden, who is the president of the United States and did break the border is that he doesn't want to take responsibility. It's Trump's fault. It's Pence's fault. It's Ted Cruz's fault. It's whoever's fault. No, no, you signed those executive orders to break the border. And all you're fishing for is a bunch of cash to get spent without a border fix. This is why you have to have somebody who is competent in the job to be able to manage this. Mayorkas is clearly not that guy. Gosh, you want a Democrat? Go get Jay Johnson. He's serious about the border, and he's a Democrat, and he was super tight with Obama, and I trust Jay Johnson more than I trust any of these other scoundrels. Come on now. That's going to do it for me. Thanks to Anna and Pam and, of course, Isaac and TJ and Coach Matt Doherty. I am Brett Witterbull. Coming up next, Breaking with Brett Jensen. Stick around. News Talk 1110-993-WBT.